I'm Di Redmond and I'm your host for this season's Songs in the Wilderness. In this programme, we listen to the songs that have influenced our guests throughout their life and have influenced their faith too. Today, I have the privilege of speaking to Sophie Pereira, an active member of the Ignite team. Sophie, I hope I've got your name right. Pronounce it for me, then I'll remember very well. Pereira. Pereira. Sophie Pereira. Thanks for joining us today, Sophie. Tell us something about yourself. So, yeah, so I'm 18 and I'm currently working in the Ignite team on a gap year, which is the youth mission team in East Anglia. If we go back to the beginning, you're, you're actually speaking to us from Bury St Edmunds. No, I'm in Norwich right now. So oh, the oh OK. Yeah. Right. But from what I gather from your brief biog, you attended St Benedict's School in Bury St Edmunds. Yeah, I did. And from what you've told me, the you allowed you allowed there to grow your faith quite in a quite relaxed environment yeah because i'd never been to a catholic school before so it was quite different to the other schools i've been to and the environment there was just so welcoming and friendly and it just allowed me to be a bit more open in my faith so i could like take on other opportunities within um the schools like faith life so i found that really nice was that primary or secondary secondary okay um so what how was it different from from the other school so um i went to like it was like a business academy and oh, okay. there wasn't really much religion or talk of religion my friends weren't really religious at all and it was never really like um, a big part of the school at all and it was sort of a bit weird to be honest if you were religious mm-hmm. so it was a nice change coming to saint benedict's and being able to sort of be a bit more open it's it's extraordinary that um, where you, you where you're in an environment where you suddenly feel well a embarrassed because uh, you have a faith um, even more embarrassed because you're a Catholic because lots of people say oh, why are you a Catholic um, and also that you don't particularly want to hide it um, yeah. because it's 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 such a glowing part of your life um, so that must have been a huge relief. To get into that yeah it was because it was sort of like um because my friends actually didn't know i was catholic until i actually left oh no so they only figured it out until i said i was going to saint benedict's and i was like oh that's a catholic school and they didn't, they didn't actually know so for like two years they didn't know i was catholic because i just didn't feel like i could bring it up to them because they were sort of the type of people that would like make fun of yeah exactly really want to stand out so i sort of didn't tell anyone i was catholic but isn't it isn't it interesting that it is that age particularly where you don't want to stand out and yet it's one of the most important things in your entire life and yeah. you hide it. Because it, it felt really bad to hide it because at that point it wasn't like a big part of my life but it was still a part of me that I was Catholic and it just felt a bit wrong to hide it. Mm-hmm. I felt like I had to in order to actually like, make friends and be able to get along with um, the people at my school. So what a relief when you moved to St Benedict's. Yeah, definitely. You must have felt so happy. Yeah. It was just so nice to just be like, just casually say I'm Catholic and not be like made fun of or anything. But I, is St. Benedict's actually Catholic? Yeah. Yeah. Catholic. I, don't, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I lived in Bury St. Edmunds briefly, but I, I'm not even sure where it is. Where is it actually? Um, so it's in Suffolk. So it's near like Thetford and Brandon, if you know where that is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I know Bury St. Edmunds, but I meant where is St. Benedict's? Oh, yeah. So the- it's like, 
it's sort of about five minutes away from the city centre, so it's near County Upper. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. Okay, it's a nice, nice town. Right, let's hear your first choice of music. It's yep. um, Reckless Love by Corey, is it Asbury? I think so. Yeah. Tell us why you chose this as your very first piece. So I think Reckless Love was probably one of the first worship songs I actually listened to. Um, it was quite a while before I started listening to worship music properly. So it was about in year nine. And um, I just think it's a good song to start with because it was a, it was a song that probably really started my faith. It was sort of like a pivotal moment in my sort of conversion experience, I suppose, where my faith became deeper. And how did you hear it first? Did you hear it on the radio or at Mass or...? It was the Ignite Festival. Ah, so, yeah. Was that in Walsingham? No, it takes place in Swatham. Oh, does it? Yeah. Wow. I can't wait to hear it. You have been so, so good to me Before I took a breath You breathed your life in me You have been so, so kind to me Coming after me. There's 
snow wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. No shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. was Restless Love by Corey Asprey, um, chosen by Sophie Pereira. So, Sophie, moving on, something occurred in your life around the time of your confirmation, um, a key milestone in your faith journey, while you were preparing for your confirmation in Swaffham in Suffolk? Yeah, so the, um, the, the moment actually occurred at the Ignite Festival. So um, it was during adoration and Reckless Love was playing. And I suddenly just had like a feeling of like overwhelming grace sort of thing. And I just sort of broke down crying in the middle of adoration. Heavens. And it was just at that moment, it was like, cause I'd been going through some stuff and then it just felt like God was like saying, it's all right, I'm here, everything will be all right. So that was sort of like a conversion moment when my faith got a bit deeper. What a wonderful experience. And were, were you surrounded by people who you could trust, who you could talk to? Yeah, yeah. So at, at the time, um, I didn't actually really tell anyone until like a few days after. And I was just talking to my friend about it. And then so I talked to her about it. So, yeah. And how many how many people were confirmed at the same time? Um, I don't actually know. Um, probably around 100-ish. Oh, a lot. Oh, that, well, that that was how many was at the Ignite Festival. So actually confirmed probably less than that, but I'm not quite sure an exact number. So how did the... Com- I should be asking Helena, who runs this station, um, about this confirmation class, because um, I was confirmed at school um, when I was... I think I was 12 or 13. And I have to say, I can still remember the power of that sacrament. Um, mm. And... Uh, even though, you know, it was I wasn't in any kind of ignite team. It was just with my 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 classmates. 
Um, yeah. But how how does it go for you? How many weeks do you prepare before you are confirmed? Is it a whole year journey? I think more. I think more or less. I think it was probably. I think started praying around November, and then I went to the Ignite Festival in around April May, and then I think I was confirmed around May. I think. And the Ignite Festival, I gather, is every May. Yeah. So it's a yeah. six month. It's a six month uh, preparation. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm, yeah, that, that's. I think that's probably a lot more than I had because it would be a lot more intense. Mm, yeah. So we so, had like weekly classes um, with um, my teacher, and he basically just went through like the UCAT and taught his things, and then we went to the Ignite Festival to sort of sum it all up. That must have been such a thrill, actually. Yeah. Okay, let's hear your second record, um, your piece of music. You will be found by Dear Evan Hansel Musical. Yeah. Tell so, us about this. Yeah, so I've actually gone to see Dear, Dear Evan Hansen live and it was absolutely amazing. So the song has just such an amazing message. So I thought I had to like include it because it's just like, it's basically about how you're not alone. And I think that's just like such a Christian message because it's like you're never alone because God's always there for you. And it's just it helped my formation a lot because it's just like a message of hope that you're, you're never alone. That's a wonderful <laughs> feeling, never being alone. Okay, here it comes. Have you ever felt like nobody was there? Have you ever felt forgotten in the middle of nowhere? Have you ever felt like you could disappear? Like you could fall? No one would hear Well, let that lonely feeling wash away Maybe there's a reason to believe you'll be okay Cause when you don't feel strong enough to stand you can reach, reach out your hand And oh, someone will come running And I know they'll take you home Even when the dark comes crashing through When you need a friend to carry you And when you're broken on the ground you will be found So let the sun come streaming in Cause you'll reach up and you'll rise again Lift your head and look around You will be found You will be found You will be found You will be found Music choices this morning have been chosen by 17-year-old Sophie Pereira from Bury St Edmunds. Um, if any of our music choices have inspired you this morning, do you have any personal connections with hymns or worship music? If so, please email us at music at radiomariaengland.uk. 
We would love to expand our music library and we need your suggestions. to hear this a beautiful tribute favorite i know someone who really needed to hear this today so thank you evan hansen for doing what you're doing i never met you connor but coming on here reading everyone's posts it's so easy to feel alone but evan is exactly right we're not alone none of we're us. not alone none of us none of us none of us are alone like. well especially now with everything you hear in the news like, share. thank you evan hansen for giving us a space to remember connor the fabulous you will be found by dear evan hansen musical wow that's quite a choice sophie <laughs> it's powerful it's such an amazing song it's wonderful and you you heard it live yeah yeah i went to see the musical live where where was it staged um it was in the west end oh really yeah. wow people must have been dancing in the aisles weren't they <laughs> yeah and a lot of people cried at that song as well oh well, I can get, I get that. <laughs> anyway, that was a real, real fabulous song. Thank you for choosing that. Um, and now I want to ask you about your chaplaincy work in the sixth form. This was also yeah. at St. Benedict's. Oh, yeah. Sounds like you kind of put in a lot of time there, even though you weren't there very long. Yeah. Tell, tell me what happened in the sixth form. 
So basically, um, our school chaplain, Matt Spiller, basically set up a bunch of sort of local hubs. And they're basically just like groups of teams which have different responsibilities within the faith life of the school. So you'd have like a group of students leading the music hub, the drama hub, liturgy hub and things like that. Mm -hmm. And I was put in charge of the music hub. So we were basically in charge of uh, music at mass and stuff like that and organising the music and like being there and forming the music. And also other stuff like reading at school masses and things like that. It's really good. And how did you organise music for mass? I mean, you, I mean, obviously you can use, you can download stuff, but did you actually write anything yourself or did you get people to try? Um, no, we usually just um, researched some songs and then picked them. Um, yeah. Because I, I think, um, especially for your age group, that's really important to be able to be involved, you know, to be able to sing and and be part of the mass rather than just being sort of sedentary yeah. and withdrawn. Yeah, definitely. And it definitely gives students like a chance to perform as well. So there's lots of like students within the school that have a lot of like musical talents and there's not really much of a space at school for it. There was an orchestra, but for like people who played like more band type of instruments like guitar, drums, there was nothing really for them. So it was something just allowed them to be able to perform as well, even if they weren't Christian. I think yeah. most of the band wasn't even wasn't Christian, but they still liked the opportunity to perform. And did you um, do you perform? Do you do you play anything? Yeah. Um, so I sing a bit um, and I play the clarinet. I didn't do anything at school, but at Ignite, um, I'm sort of helping Hamish out uh, with the music a bit. Fantastic! Oh, I wish we, we wish we'd known. We could have asked you to play the clarinet. <laughs> Anything goes here at Radio Maria. <laughs> right, we're on to number three, which sounds it's got yet another fabulous title. You do pick them, Lion, <laughs> featuring yeah. Chris Brown and Brandon Lake. I kept thinking this can't be from the Lion King. No. <laughs> so um, yeah, so I like I love this song because it's like so uplifting and it's sort of, it's a contrast to a lot, a lot of other worship songs that are there because a lot of other worship songs sort of focus on sort of the loving nature of God, but this one is just different because it focuses on more like the protective and powerful side of God and it sort of like stirs something in you whenever you listen to it and it's just amazing. Fantastic. <laughs> well, we're going to hear it now. Let the light roar, roar. 
really do pick them they're fabulous music and that's really sensational it makes it brought the goosebumps out so a combination of your band music your masses um this is all just at school the school must have had a really good ethos there must have been something good kicking off in saint benedict's we're doing a real promotion of the school this morning. <laughs> yes, there was a really Catholic ethos that run that ran through a lot of what um, the school did and how um, they taught a lot of the things. Like there was always like the air, air of like kindness and compassion in like every subject that was taught, and there was always that network of support that you could basically just go and talk to any of your teachers, and they just they'd just listen to you without any judgment at all. And saying That's that, amazing. I'd like to shout out to Matt Spiller who is the chaplain, who has been in a very influential part of my faith journey and was part of me for like two years during sixth form. Like we literally took over his office and we're just in his office every single day, just ignore, just, just annoying him and just stuff like that. So I was going to shout out Matt Spiller, amazing person at school. Well, I hope you're hearing this, Matt, because this is this is praise indeed. But to give your office over to sixth formers, mind you, if they're anything like Sophie, it must have been a bundle of laughs. But... Then, Sophie, on top of everything else, I don't know how you fitted all this in, you were commuting from March, you've just let slip. Yeah, so um, I lived in March, I live in March, um, 
and my school was in Bury St Edmunds, so that's a good 40 minutes on the train, um, because my mum was a teacher, and she taught oh, okay. in Bury St Edmunds, and then she left, and then I sort of just stayed there, because I just loved the environment, and I had loads of friends there, I loved the teachers, and didn't really want to leave, and I stayed there until sixth form, so it was a good, like, three years that my mum wasn't at the school that I decided to stay there for. But it's a great commute because there's nothing to do but actually just study or say the rosary because it's 40 minutes across the fen. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the time I made use of it for like studying and stuff. And then I'd, I'd go to sleep a lot of the time, but I'd listen to like worship music on the train and it's just like very comforting. Fantastic. Hey, do you ever do you ever listen to Radio Maria? Uh, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> Good. Um, this that's now I'm going to listen to yet another of your electrifying choices. This is Amazing Grace by Phil Wickham. So nice title. It rings a bell, but it's not the it's not the original. But tell yeah. us about it. So this song was basically the probably the first song that I listened to, which really got me into worship music. So it was when I was trying to find some music for my first mass that I was organising music for, and um, so we were just like listening to some music, and then I was about to go for lunch. And then this song just came on and I was just, I had to stop and I just started like dancing in the office because it's just so amazing. Um, and it's just, I just love it because it's just like, it's such a good song, it's so upbeat and it like displays a lot of the Christian sort of messages in like three minutes and it's just amazing.
So now, school's behind you, you're not a university, but you are employed by Ignite. So um, I'm doing a gap year at Ignite. So yeah, so as I said, like earlier, it's a youth mission team and we basically, our job is to like just go into schools and teach kids who most of the time actually don't really know much about Catholicism, like Catholic teachings and stuff like that. And we do it in like a really fun way. So we have like, we do it from ages like reception to 18, sixth form. And and how do you how do you sell yourself to schools? I mean, how how did your PR work? You know, do you do they they come to you or do you advertise? Do you have to do a lot of networking or is it already in place? Um, I think a lot of it's already in place because we tend to get um, bookings like they email us for like to book schools, oh, right. but we have a lot of social media. So I suppose if like schools learn about us over social media, if we go to events and like hi we're part of ignite and explain it to them then they like schools that had never booked us before can book us then but i think a lot of it's already in place and um just from the point of view of um content if you're you know presenting to you know say primary um you've got a different script from um from 10 12 year olds and then you've got an even different script for 16 to 18 i mean do you just adapt the script or do you ad lib um, so we tend to sort of, if we're going to like a school, we'll have a topic and we basically, we adjust the level of depth we go into it, depending on the age of the children that we're speaking to. So like if it's primary school, we'll like sort of simplify the language a lot. We'll use um, a lot more games and stuff like that. And if it's like sixth form, it'll be a lot more discussion based and going a bit, bit deeper on the topics. And do you actually bring in confirmation in that or any of the sacraments actually, or do you just leave that sort of, alone um or do you, do you get involved um, it's, it's an interesting interesting balance so it depends on what we're doing so sometimes we're just going to schools and just teach about um i don't know like god is creator or something as a theme but then sometimes we'll do like specific confirmation groups oh, or okay. groups and stuff like that mm. and what do you live off <laughs> i mean it sounds like you kind of you've got god's love you've got music um but do you i mean do you get paid um, and, and how do you generate funds and how do, how do you get more people to join and work for you? Yeah, so we get sort of like like pocket money each month. We don't actually, I mean, not technically employed. It's sort of, it is volunteer work, but we oh, get okay. allowance for like um, things that we need that um, like the diocese wouldn't pay for. So we get like some pocket money um, and stuff like that. And then how does Ignite itself get funded? Because you still need a minibus. You still need props. Yeah. You still need some techie stuff. So it's mainly like funded by the diocese and um, donations from schools. So when we go into oh, school, okay. we don't like charge any fees or anything. But if they like want to give us a donation, they can. Uh, they well, you must be like a gift from the gods because um, I used to write plays for schools, um, which gradually just faded out off the timetable because of health and safety and funding and COVID, you know, they all just kind of fizzle out and you're still going. Yeah, I, I think it's just something, it's probably still going because it's something that schools really, really need and they and they love us coming in because we sort of, we know what we're talking about and we, we are able to talk about it at a level which kids can understand, which a lot of people can't do, like a lot of teachers don't really know how to do that, mm -hmm. but we're trained specifically to do that. Well, 
Good luck with it all. You're doing a great job. Well, on to your final piece of music already, Sophie. You Say. Yeah. Can you tell us about this before we move into it? Yeah, so You Say is... I, I really wanted to include it. It's not one of my favourite songs, but I think it's got a really good message to it. So it's sort of the same sort of theme as the other songs, and it's like you're not alone and God's always there, and it sort of like shows an inner dialogue like that a lot of people haven't can relate to of like thinking you're not good enough and that you're really weak but then god's always like no i'm here for you you're strong and then i lift you up and stuff like that beautiful i keep fighting voices in my mind that say i'm not enough every single lie that tells me i will never the sum of every high and every low Remind me once again just who I am because I need to know
You say by uh, Lauren Daigle. She sounds like Amy Winehouse. She's just yeah. amazing. What a voice. What a voice. Sophie, it's been a complete pleasure to talk to you this morning. I just hope our paths cross again and um, and you come into Radio Maria and with your clarinet. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming. Thank you. It's been a real pleasure. It's been great. Bye. Bye-bye. Good morning. Bye.